I couldn't help but share this. Yesterday was the 20-year anniversary of this message. In light of Ravi Zacharias' passing, I've been thinking more on pastors and theologians who have deeply shaped my faith walk. Ravi is in the top five. John Piper is too. I remember having seen Piper's talk as a non-Christian before college. I heard the passion and his voice and his love for this God of which he spoke, and I remember thinking, well, of course a boat and seashell collection are meaningless. Even fame and fortune and all that jazz is meaningless. I don't care about money. And if I had a job I liked, why would I ever want to stop working or retire anyway? I just want general stability, aka to be safe and not homeless, and actually some days I wasn't sure if I even cared about that, to enjoy what I do and be passionate about it, and as often as I have the clear ability to help people. As a white, upper-middle-class young millennial, I had spent my life listening to what I thought was essentially the same message. Live for something bigger. Make a lasting difference. Be true to what you're passionate about. Frankly, it continues to confuse me why our parents laugh or are deeply disappointed when we take this advice. And it turns out that what we're most passionate about is video games, an aesthetically pleasing cup of coffee, or crocheting sweaters for our cats. The first crew real life I ever attended was in a packed Goldwyn Smith auditorium, where the speaker reframed the same message, telling us that we were sitting in that room at this particular university, many of us as new students, because we are glory seekers. I was tracking with the message until he gave an example of wanting some sort of sports car as a form of desiring glory. And right then I, again, made the assumption that this was the exact same thing. But, you know, for the Jesus kids. I am one of those Jesus kids now. And I understand far more deeply the Romans 1 plea both of these men were presenting. There are days, like yesterday when I saw this, where Piper's message brought tears to my eyes and praise to my lips. Today, as I'm writing this, I'm acutely aware that my bedroom is a few degrees too hot or too cold for my liking, depending on whether the air conditioning kicks on. I can now agree that I am indeed a glory seeker, and I do not want to waste my life. And I know that true glory comes from the glorious originator, and only what is done for Christ is carried with us into eternity. But I seek glory for two days at a time. Why? C.S. Lewis put it this way. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. I'm too easily pleased. I am a glory seeker, but I happen to be very easily satisfied. Until, that is someone offers me something better. I think back to another conference of college students I attended a few years back. We seek the mango or pineapple. We seek dramatic countdown videos. We seek the dating advice. We seek shallow laughter. What an oxymoron. We seek shallow glory. The kind that is derived and sometimes incredibly distorted. I would venture to argue that it's because that kind of glory 
has no weight to it. I like glory light. The holy glory of God is a constant reminder that my life counts, that right now counts for eternity, that I serve a God who is. Friend, if you have traded weighty glory for anything lesser during this quarantine, or if you feel like glory has been stolen from you because of crushed expectations, don't waste your life. I'm not necessarily advising you to get off your computer. How do you think Desiring God became such a popular ministry? I'm not necessarily asking you to take a $3 flight to the middle of the Amazon tomorrow. I am highly suggesting you sit with yourself for 45 seconds and seriously consider whether you are in and seeking this weight of glory. Not if you're doing everything perfectly or if your actions are doing as much as X, Y, and Z could, please don't make this about you. Look through the window, not at it. He has called us to carry our crosses. And the beauty is that as we do that, do what we were made for, seek what we were made to seek, It doesn't always look or feel easier day by day, but our Savior calls us towards it in this way. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Paradoxically, The weight of the yoke of glory is easy and light. It is where we meet him. It's true soul rest at work. Don't settle for shallow glory. That taste of sugar that simultaneously puts you to sleep while leaving you more hungry and gross feeling. Take off the yoke laced with anesthetic barbs. He is near to you. Seek glory. And don't waste your quarantine.